still we fucked up. Fucked up bad. Tell me something encouraging. I just smoked a buck. I smoked a fork. Oh my god, my first year. This episode is brought to you by the following sponsors of Ridge Ridge Outdoors Podcast. Archery Geek Custom Strings. Use promo code R2R to save 15% out at checkout. Bow and Arrow Shop. Make sure you guys check out Bruce and the boys down at Lakeside, California for all your archery equipment and hunting gear needs. Right to Bear Arms. Located in Alpine, California, hit Drew and Trent up for all your firearm needs. Tricer USA. The lightest and fastest glassing system on the market. Use promo code R2R to save 15% off at checkout. We are uh, live now, Brian. We're live right now? Yeah, we're good to go. Well, technically not live, but we're recording. So... We are right now down in Alpine, California with Trent and Drew down here at Right to Bear Arms. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Man. Haven't died yet. Yeah. <laughs> doing good. I don't know when the last time we recorded. I know it wasn't too long ago, but yeah. I mean, I remember so, recording with you yeah. guys, but it's right. been a while. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. talk pretty often. Yeah. 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 We all talk. Via, via talk text off. message. <laughs> yes. It happens quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking uh, memes. Weekend nights. <laughs> <laughs> probably about six months ago or maybe. Yeah. yeah well listen there's kind of like a uh uh elephant in the room mm-hmm. right now with kind of what's going on and and it was kind of um we have been personally asked about it a handful of times but to be completely honest with you we don't necessarily feel as if we're the right people to talk about it and i don't know how you guys technically feel about talking about it even though it is in your scope but it's still a lot of uh clouds and 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 rain around it so mm-hmm trying to stay optimistic about it but it's that uh, assault weapons ban yeah that's that's an interesting one um you know being in california we're obviously all impacted by that every every day right you know we're always concerned about the new laws um and so with our our judge everybody what's the, they refer to him as saint benitez right so right. He, he's the guy hopefully um opposing some of these gun laws that are on top of us but yeah we had the, a magazine case and also the assault weapons ban um Right now, the state has done a very good job of, of limiting um, our ability to have those items. Doesn't mean this is over. I just think it, it's going to lead to a lot more time in the court systems right? Um, and going through the proper channels to either impact us positively or negatively. Right. We did see some, some interesting things with the, um, with the assault weapons ban is that uh, some other states have kind of joined on and filed suit with the state of California trying to... Get the you know show that this is going to be a constitutional right. It doesn't. Yeah. States are not going to be individualized. I think Arizona was on it, um, and I know a couple others where someone told me twenty something states, but I don't quote me specifically. Right. Um, unfortunately, you know, I'm not an attorney, and I'm not here to right. offer any legal advice. Right, right. You know, we 100%. can kind of point you in the direction, and I and I listen to everybody else. Um, there is a gentleman um, <clears throat> that's I think FPC Firearms Policy Coalition, great group of great group of people, sponsor this guy on YouTube. Um, he's called the Arm Scholar. He's got a handle on on uh, Instagram, but his YouTube videos are, are pretty phenomenal, right. and, he, and he nails it down pretty well for everybody yeah. to kind of understand and follow. Um, and he's up to date. I know today he was listening to the oral arguments on one of the cases, I believe, one of the Bracera cases. So uh, he'll have those notes right. out, and and he's a, he's a good wealth of knowledge. You know, right. the guy's an attorney and and goes out and and uh, and just updates the general public on what this means. You know, because right. I can't sit there and listen to. Yeah, I, I have, have no idea. idea. The Dude, I have yeah. no idea either. And that right. that's the problem. And I think that's where a lot of people that uh, pay attention to this kind of stuff or, or want to stay informed, 
have issues because they don't 100% understand what the terminology and all of this, you know, these stays that are put into place and all of this kind of stuff like that, the legal terminology, they don't understand it. So it's kind of like you kind of get lost in the willows, you know, but I do feel as if this particular deal that's going on right now is like you said, uh, it's either going to benefit us greatly or it's going to hurt us. And the reason why is because I feel as if this is like kind of it. Yeah. Like I feel like this is kind of it. Yeah. Like there's not going to be another go at this. If if we lose this in California, it's done. Yeah. Like there's no more coming back. I mean, you could always file suit, but dude, it's not a. The roads kind of came to an end. It, it did. Yeah. And the thing that I like about it, and it makes me positive about the situation, is the fact that we. Other states are getting involved. It's yeah. not just California. Yeah. So that's what makes me optimistic about this situation. Yeah. And I think a lot of these states are starting to recognize the value of this one, that it could go to the Supreme Court Correct. and set uh, a standard for the rest of the nation. Correct. Um, and, and you know, you could you could take it both ways. I'm trying to remain optimistic. But if the you know if the if it goes all the way up and goes the wrong way, mm-hmm. we're we're kind of aft. But yeah, you know, we'll see. I, I think everybody's in the in the right in the right mindset, and mm-hmm. and their lawsuits are proper. Yeah, I I'm hoping I'm keeping my fingers crossed on it. You know, uh, even though I'm not a huge, you know, um, you know how they call them assault weapons, but yeah. AR-15. Yeah. Generally speaking, yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. I'm I'm not a huge AR-15 fan. Like I yeah. just don't practically see a use for it. Just in for whatever I'm into, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I 100% support it. Yeah. And anybody has the right to own anything. That's where I stand with yep. it. And it shouldn't be a state issue. There's there's fundamentals set in our constitution. Correct. And the Bill of Rights that allow us to have these things. And yep. that's why I don't like how we are always uphill. Like that's the problem with California. I feel as if we're always fighting an uphill battle about everything. Mm-hmm. Fucking everything, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I get it. States yeah. should be able to 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 write their own rules and like have their own laws. I do understand that and I get that. Yep. But there's fundamentals that those laws yep. should ah, what's the word I'm listening looking for? Abide that, by. Yeah. yeah. Like they should make their laws and regulations based off of our federal level. I, I think so. And I think we may have gone too far. Some of the states, California, some more more <laughs> you know, right. liberal states, I right, guess right. we can go that direction, are are kind of lean that way, right? I, I think that uh, it, it, you start writing laws by committees and you and you leave behind um, the general consensus of a constitution, right? Here's this one page that has this many items on it, and we should pretty much follow those, right? You know, um, and uh, firearms have kind of gotten, I think, a little out of control with even you know the ATF and things like that. The, who is really leading the charge? In in my personal opinion, I should be able to own a tank. And if I don't shoot anybody with Correct. it, who cares? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, but, but that's going to be a, a conversation, obviously, for later. We'll see what happens. But. Right. Mm-hmm. I, you know. Was it a Montana or Wyoming? Didn't they pass a law that they couldn't have any federal gun changes to the state or something like that? Uh, Texas. Texas governor just signed seven into effect that were amazing. Um, basically, he said the ATF can't really screw with Texas citizens over you know federal regulation, okay. which is awesome. Like Texas ATF? Or, or you, uh, basically the Texas, um, that bill he signed doesn't allow the ATF to, the main one was suppressors. If a suppressor okay. is made in Texas, manufactured there, and the citizen of Texas buys it and doesn't take it out of Texas, it's exempt from the ATF suppressor, okay. basically classification. So yeah, so that kind of, huge. Uh, I get that. And that's super cool, but that kind of counteracts or counter, uh, counter contradicts uh-huh. what I just said is in regards to, oh, federal law should be f- be the be all sale, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. 
but that's only in regards to our rights. Like, <laughs> like yeah. don't, don't no, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, don't try to overstep that or like misconstrued what I was saying. It does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it should only, our constitutional rights, dude, uh, should not be infringed. Shall not be infringed. Shall not. Shall not. And that's where uh, Texas gets the opportunity to sort of write those rules. You know, the, the suppressor bans and things were, you know, they were a long time ago and no one really understands what they are. And that's just American culture. I think Hollywood did a really good job of making them look super scary. Right. And so we had to write a law that everybody's going to walk around with a gun yeah. that doesn't make any noise. That's yeah. not really that's not what it is. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. no. And if They're it's not state, silent, <laughs> they're still really loud. Go put your Bible really out. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's where the states do have that opportunity to do that. And it's good for Texas if they want to start bucking the trend and, hey, man, see what happens. Because we're yeah. going to need somebody to, to kind of start going for us. Someone's got to be the point of the spear. That's right, man. And it, and it is all – it all comes together in the end, I do feel like. Yeah. You know, I just – it's just tough. Yeah. I've born and raised in California, dude. Yeah. Like, this is my home. Yeah. And I hate – like, if you didn't like where you lived – You'd fucking move. That's right. Right? That's right. Like, how is it that I can love where I live physically, mm -hmm. like where my residence is, mm -hmm. but I hate the state? And that's where I fall into that, like, majority with everybody else. Mm -hmm. I sure, I'm, matter of fact, you know, everybody loves to fucking live in San Diego. Mm -hmm. It's great. <laughs> it's it's, bitch, it's great. Yeah. I mean, you know, Southern California is great. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. never gets fucking cold within reason yeah you know and it's yeah. never too hot within reason or That's if right. it is it's only a couple of weeks but th we deal with elements that are like super average earthquakes right? man yeah and that's it that's <laughs> all we got to deal with no one wants to leave here but the politics drive people out and, and if you're not held to california mm -hmm. you know kids work family family just your entire career yep. based you got a business whatever then most people fucking leave dude they do and they leave. It's it happening. is it's like, crazy. Do we lose customers? I, I feel I, it's probably not this much, but I feel like every week I'm losing somebody. Like I'm out of here. Right. Three months I'm out of here. I'm selling my house, and, and sure shit, they're gone. And it's the good old boys too. Yeah. The, the, the ones you want to stay. That, yeah, yeah. They hunt. They fish. Yeah. They're just good guys. Yeah. And, oh, we're heading to Alaska. Oh, heading to Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado. We're out of here. And what it boils down Damn to it. is kind of just circum, you know, circles back to where you were. It's like, dude, they just want to be left alone. Right. I want to go hunt. I want to go do my thing. Leave yeah. me the F alone, and this government yeah. is too constrictive. Yeah. You know? And that, and that's really where we're at. And, and unfortunately, we're playing that game. That is tough. Mm -hmm. You were looking like you want to say something, Brian. No, dude, I was just – it's crazy, man. No, I was agreeing with everything he was saying. Like, it's, it's getting ridiculous. It is. Mm -hmm. Everything. I yeah. mean, we were – where the fuck were we this weekend? We paid five bucks a gallon for fuel. Granted, yeah. it was 91. Five dollars yeah. a gallon for fuel. Yeah. That That – so – you know how everybody's like, oh, this free fucking stimulus money and, and this child care, like the child, I don't, I don't have kids, right? Yeah. But the child care act where like you're going to get more money a month, the government's going to pay or the state of California is going to pay you to, because you have kids, mm -hmm. you know, $3,600 if it's your kids fucking zero to seven. I don't think any one of you motherfuckers should get it. And yeah. I'm telling any of the listeners you got, you guys shouldn't get it. Shouldn't have fucking kids. <laughs> yeah. That's where I stand up. But dude, you need Take that. Hand you, you, dude, yeah. you damn near need that money yeah. to pay for fuel. You. That, well, I, it's wild. What do we have? Our limits I mean, they're on getting our it back. Yeah, they're getting it back some way. Yeah, yeah well, I get it. Everything's going up right I now. Know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, you know, Tax. You know what? The one thing that uh, I've always kind of paid attention to but never quite understood, and maybe it's because I flunked economics, but inflation. Mm. That trips me out. That's a 
That's a big subject, man. I know. That's a big subject. But that's like, is it just because fuel prices are going up? It, or, or I'm sorry, the price for fuel is going up. Is that inflation or is that just because, you know, the Keystone pipeline was shut down and, and the administration shut down a bunch of natural gas with drilling? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or is it COVID releasing and everyone's back on the road and OPEC's nailing us? You know, I don't know it. You know, like, I think it's probably a lot of all of them, but it's you, printing. Yeah. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Three quarters of every dollars that have ever existed have been created in the last two years. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's the crazy <laughs> thing. But that's not good. I I 100% agree, you know, Uh-oh. but it's, it just trips me out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, and, I think it's a culmination of all of it, right? And, and us being in California, that doesn't mean that everybody else is five bucks, but we have the taxes that do correct. make our, does that make our dollar weaker here than somewhere else though? Is kind of that inflationary question too. Right. Um, I don't know, dude. That's, it's a, that's, <laughs> that's a scary topic. Dude, it is scary, <laughs> but that's what really trips me out about inflation is yeah. the fact that like all these prices go up. Yeah. My wages haven't gone up, yeah. you know, yeah. though that's the problem. Now, yeah. if inflation is going to happen and your wages go up, so you don't see it like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, like you don't see the inflation, but the problem is, is when prices go up and your wages stay the same. If you're a single mom or a single dad right. or a low income family, right. those are the individuals that need help. Yep. How do they afford $5 a gallon, dude? Mm. And they got fucking kids. That's that's the hard part, and that's where that slippery slope is. You're talking about the stimulus check or our wages. So does everybody deserve twenty bucks? You know, on that minimum no, wage change, and, and it, it's I, a really that's a really aggressive conversation. I know because it's going to be situational. I don't think you can generalize. Just hey, everybody here's a here's a parachute. You all get twenty bucks per hour. I, I don't right. think it works that no, way. I, I don't know right. how it should work. Yeah. no, no one would want to work harder than anyone else. That's mm-hmm. right. And then what's the point of leaving that position that's paying you enough to survive? Correct. You know, I'm just well, going to stay here on this on a subdued. Yeah. Middle level. That's the problem with that, that, um, you know, the, this, the money that people, the unemployment shit. Yeah. You know, with the past year, yeah. a lot of people aren't going back to work. I've been hearing that. Can't find workers. When I was in Michigan, man, my family was like, dude, it, oh, dude, it was like Walmart was paying like 17 or 18 bucks an hour in Michigan, bro. In Michigan? In Michigan. That's, that's a lot, that that's a lot ways, of money, man. Yeah. You know, like we're talking, <laughs> dude, you could buy a house on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, prices are all going up, like housing out there is sure. going through the roof too, but sure. I mean, you start talking about money like that, dude. It took me four years to make eighteen bucks an hour. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's a long time. Right. And then you could just start. So, that's cool. So with that, is Michigan seeing an increase of people from out of state going to their state? I have that no idea. No, it's Michigan. What's her name? Go- Governor Whitmore. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah man. that's she's right. She's driving them out. She's there. There's yeah. such a cool area. Besides that, you know, <laughs> she's a peach, and it's. You know, wages are going up, like to start, the wages are going up, but it's not because, oh, this is what we value our workers at. It's because they have to pay people yeah. that much to get them to come back to work. So wow. like the corporate, it, it kind of, I don't know, it yeah. kind of puts favor in people that say, oh, minimum wage should be 15 bucks an hour mm-hmm. because you're, you can clearly pay it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're just paying it right now because no one can come to work. Dude, like, why didn't you pay? You know? Yeah, dude, I was hoping to get laid off on my last job, man. Jesus I was, God. I was getting, I was I planning my hunting season and everything, dude. I bet you did. <laughs> Ride COVID out all the way, but, anyways, uh, change subjects a little mm-hmm. bit. Have you guys noticed the difference in the ammo crisis? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Um, it, it's changing. Yeah, it's changing. Stable at best, maybe. That's I mean, a good word. Stable's better. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of prices aren't shooting up. You know those. 
guys like Cheaper Than Dirt and those retailers online that they're the only ones in the country that had bulk ammo at the time that were charging a dollar around for five, five, six, and nine mil. Thank God some of the big factory guys have gotten uh, big shipments in, so they're selling it cheaper. So the overall, you know, the peak cost is definitely coming down, but right. uh, our availability or, our availability isn't coming up much. Mm. We're getting calls from some dealers saying, "Hey, I got a thousand rounds of this, that, that, and that," but it's a uh, it's still not like we can go into a vendor and find ammo and just ship it here. Yeah. We have to spend money with these guys to allow them to allocate ammo for us to get it here pretty much. I heard, uh, I heard some manufacturers that are making bulk ammo at bulk, bulk ammo are having quality assurance problems, like quality problems, like cases are cracked. Remington did. Oh, you heard Uh, about that? Yeah, I saw they had a issue with one of the new machines. They just fired up. Mm -hmm. Um, they were having case separations on the brass, Mm -hmm. the, Tips of the bullets were super, super deformed and scuffed up from the press. So it's kind of, oh, that's a bad deal. Right. That's, yeah. That's so. kind of sketchy on blow guns up. Uh, I mean, it could, it, it could, but uh, it's not really going to happen. You'll see that. And if right. you load that into your gun, it's just some deformed shit pile you're putting into your chamber. <laughs> hey man. Yeah. Quit shooting. Dude, if you, uh, if you go online and read about that kind of stuff. You hear it like people are conspiracy theorists. Oh, it's because they went bankrupt and this Chinese <laughs> yeah. company jumped in. <laughs> like if you go and you and you like read up on some of the forums, it cracks me up, dude. dude. You're dude. just like comment sections are out of control these days, and I I love it. You know, it's a dude, good read yeah. hearing some of these battles on the keyboards going on. It's great, it's entertaining for sure, dude. That, that that's half the fun. It is. It's crazy, you know? but it you know, I don't know. I just to me, it feel I feel like okay, like. When a nation goes to war, man, we never run out of bullets. Nope. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, I get these manufacturers have government contracts that they have to fulfill before the citizens get it, I would assume, right? You I would mean, think so. Well, yeah. Isn't there, there was an act. What was the act? It was uh, like when COVID first started, mm-hmm. DT was like, didn't he enact, uh, enact that act that required? companies to just instantly switch everything over. Start flipping over Start first flipping, for yeah. emergency services. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I when you go to war, I'm sure that stuff happens. But uh if we could supply the greatest military in the world yeah. with with arms, yeah. Like how is it so hard to catch the civilian populace back up with rounds? Well we have Massive. part of metals copper is a huge component. Um how many computers are we making a day yeah. now? I no, mean, I get most it. of the yeah. you know the raw materials they're putting in ammo is going to other places now but yeah if an act like that went through oh shit we'd pump out a billion rounds a month but but you, you know you look at it too how many soldiers do we have versus how many civilians that hunt or shoot as yeah. well right so i don't know what our numbers are a few million soldiers right um we have 35 40 million shooters well i get it you know i mean there's an extrapolation yeah. and, and then you know i'm sure there's precedence there's priority for government absolutely you know oh, but yeah. uh uh, and then we have multiple calibers, calibers too. It's not that we're just all shooting nine and two two three. It's six fives and seven mils and two seventies and two forty threes. And every one of these companies has to tune up on those on those calibers for for that time. So it's just it's supply and demand, man. Right. Should we let Ot Six just die for good <laughs> so we can make more Creed more? Right? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Oh, that's Timmy. Yeah. T- Timmy's here. Get yeah, him back. T- he don't have, he don't have a mic. <laughs> so he's talking. What was that, Timmy? Correct. Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen with ammo in the next mm-hmm. year or two? We're going to flood it with ammo. We don't. Manufacturers ramped up so high. I would. I would hope so. I would hope so. But you know, I. I. My personal opinion. I think that we're going to still see some waves and some ebbs and flows. You know, I right. think we're going to catch up a little bit. Some of the 
um, fear of COVID is going to slow down a little. Um, the new purchasers are, are not as active as they were. You know, there's 8 million new buyers right away and they were, um, buying as much as they possibly could. Right. You know, so that's that crazy stuff. But I, I think that we'll probably go and we'll see some, it will, will come back. It'll be harder to get. It'll keep, it'll keep coming in and out as, as the manufacturers make more, um, the fear that I have is is the cost. I'm not sure we'll get that back down to where it once was. Um, we'll just have to adjust accordingly. Yeah, right. But. It'll never go back to where it was. Manufacturers were stretched so thin on the components. You know, they're making probably a penny per bullet, and then this is giving them an opportunity to stretch that to a nickel. Right. That looks really good on paper. They, uh, they're never going to sell that as cheap as they once did. Well, that, like when they come on YouTube, they were like, no, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, right. liar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we run a business too. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you make profits yeah. where you can. There was, I, from what I understand, there was a number of years where they're making very, very, very little on the ammunition side of things. Yeah, so right. they're taking it. Why would you not take an opportunity to make some more? Yeah, this is their you know? chance to. It's sad, but that's that's capitalism, baby. I mean, we live here for yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> right. that's why we love it. You know? I mean, people it. pay it, you know. Well, I mean, think Wait. about it. If you were the dude that had invented a credit card machine, you got like a quarter penny for every swipe yeah. that ever happened. Yeah. Doing pretty good. That adds up. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. I mean, even if they're making a penny on every round, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I, so I get it, yeah. you know? Yeah, and the machines and the companies are expensive too, right? I mean, how do you how do you have a – and that's kind of one of the things that are fathomed me, you know, fathoming to me is that I don't – how big does a facility need to be to make billions of rounds of ammo? Big, you know, and the yeah, overhead is just has to be just massive. Oh yeah, in the pictures of it, Remington's yeah. new facility, or Big Green, or Big Green, they call it yeah. back up and yeah. running. That's the one where I think some of those bunk yeah. bullets came from. But it's enormous. Yeah. There's a picture you can find it online of uh, the one they make a lot of the Russian military ammo in. It mm -hmm. is the size of a small town. Oh, it is. That's it crazy. is thousands of presses, basically as far as you can see indoors that they're pumping out ammo. Right. It's enormous. Damn. Yeah. See, I, it's I a would, lot. I would love to like just be a fly on the wall oh. in one of them places, right? You know, just to see right. it all go down. You know, it'd be super cool to watch or sit in the corporate room and be like, "Hey, yeah. let me listen to these guys argue about how much ammo they have to make." This I know. Year. <laughs> Gosh, that, you know, it's kind of like those uh, that's Williams the, that's Precisional the or that the Williams Precision sights that I put on that muzzle loader. Yeah, like they they have contracts and stuff that they had to like make sights for and make certain shit attachments. Sure. But that's kind of the same thing. It's a it's a press type deal. They go, oh, we need to make X amount of. You out of here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, they, you know, they say, oh, we need to make X amount for the year. They, I don't know how their analytics work and yeah. and how they could tell how much they need. But I feel like in the ammo market right now, it's like make full bore. Just like, open the gate, dude. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? blow that it out. wide open. Turn on the cold and hot. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. So you guys did a you guys posted a questionnaire on. On Instagram, I know you got a few other yeah. questions. Yeah, we got a question or a couple on here we can ask. Right Should on. we do that right now? Yeah, let's do it, dude. All right, here's a good one. Um, here's the assault weapons thing. Here's Dirt Rider coming in. Clutch. What's realistic accuracy you can expect from a budget hunting rifle? Ruger uh, American. Subjective <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ruger American. Sorry, guys. Oh, amazing. <laughs> uh. It's subjective to budget ammo. You know, if you're buying the cheapest ammo you can find, it that gun will probably never shoot under a two or three inch group at 100 right. yards. That being said, go work up a handload like uh, Brandon's got going yeah. with his 6.5 with Dirt Rider who asked the question. Um, you got a half inch group going with Dude. a $450 factory gun right now. Yes, 100%. And I don't know. I don't know because I. <clears throat> 
So I own two Americans. One's a Predator and one's the original American when they first came out fucking 10 years ago mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it's a 30 out 6 and those stocks were completely different. I mean, the, the same design, essentially. But it, the, from the exterior. Yeah, yeah, the exterior looks the same, but the interior, as far as like the foregrip, um, instead of the honeycomb thick polymer that these things are dipped or I don't even know how they fucking make Molded. them, but yeah, yeah the mold, Injection they, mold they, they, um, the original one was like, just like six cubes. It's weird. And it was super flimsy. So Very I, unrigid I, yeah, unrigid for sure. And, um, I actually did stock work on that one, which improved the accuracy out of that. You bet it. I did. Well, it has the V blocks in it, so you don't be- technically bed the action. But what I did was I went to home Depot and I got some epoxy Yeah. and then I took a Dremel and I cut two slats and I just cut like six inch pieces out of chicken wire, not chicken wire, but a little bit like a little bit thicker chicken wire, like shit you'd put in concrete. Anyways, um, I ended up embedding those in there with epoxy and it stiffened that foregrip up so much. And it, it, dude, it literally took me from like a, I know they said they were MOA guns back then, but it really became a sub MOA gun. Yeah. You know, with shit. That that part is really crucial. Anyone listening to this, if you're uh, shooting from a, you know, a, big rest or a bench block or anything like that and you're having accuracy issues check your front end mm-hmm. if you're putting sideways torque that's making the barrel contact the front right side of Correct. the stock um you're putting torque into the gun and that contact is not going to allow the barrel to kind of have the harmonics they're supposed mm-hmm. to they're supposed to free float correct so always make sure your barrel is not contacting anything on the front um only towards the action right. where the pillars are where Price it's bedded too. from and that's like yeah that's that was the issue i was running into so i ended up bedding that stock and um, shaving down the edges and basically made it a completely true free-floating barrel. Yep. And it tuned it up. So then I got my Predator and uh, did the same thing, but I was getting sub-MOA groups out of that, out of my Predator, my Creedmoor now, uh, prior to messing with the stock. And mm-hmm. it seems as if it may have helped out a little bit. It feels better. Yeah. So I could only, you know, conclude that it does help yep. it. It keeps that barrel from touching. Because I took a Dremel and I sh- literally trimmed down the sides, like, I don't know if Brian's posted pictures yet or not. If he hasn't, I'll send him pictures for him to post when this podcast drops. But you guys could check it out. Like, there's like a quarter inch yep. all the way around that barrel. So it don't matter if you torque that stock or not. I mean, no. maybe long range, but that barrel's not going to touch. You know, yep. the, the harmonics, if it's doing anything, it's – I mean, there might be some issues as far as with the V-blocks and torquing those and having them not be exactly where they're supposed to be or whatever when you put pressure on this gun. But, I mean, fuck, dude, I'm like – well, half inch yeah, MOA, those, dude. Like you had four That's rounds awesome. on a like a thumbnail or yeah. fingernail size. That's yeah. outstanding. So it's like stupid. Yeah. To answer that question, uh, four hundred fifty dollar rifle yeah. with uh, you know a good skill set. You're doing yeah. your job right with consistent ammunition can be ridiculously accurate. Yeah. And that's guns how, have come a very very long ways in the last twenty five years. Totally. And that's how bitching it is. You can go out and pay four or five hundred bucks, and with a little work, if you want to, you yeah. don't have to. But if you want to, mm-hmm. you're you're shooting a great yeah. great gun. Yeah. yeah. A great group. And know? I and I don't know if M Carbo make springs for like the patriot the mossberg patriot because they do because timmy what's that gun you have timmy that pa- mossberg patriot yeah mm-hmm. yep. yeah i mean it's got a tallow exclusive mossberg yeah. patriot landing at stock stainless mm-hmm. threaded nice little setup dude she's pretty gun. gun yeah yeah, yeah. 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 dude yeah, i mean you're out there a gun like that i mean i'd imagine you could probably get the same accuracy i know we kind of pump the ruger american but that's because we run ruger americans i don't run anything else i love it dude and it, you know and the best part <laughs> about awesome. that is um obviously accuracy is going to be based on shooter skill right yes. but it's kind of it's kind of like you want 
a piece of equipment that you're not better than. I feel as if that gun can outshoot me. If that's that makes a good sense. feeling to have with it, a tool. Like, yeah. 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 Like that gun, someone that's a better shooter than me could shoot that gun better yeah, than sure. I can. Sure. But you, I mean, you put down a great group with their setup and whatever you got going on, you know. If you can extend that out further, then you're still going to hit a very good target at a oh, long yeah. ways away. Yeah. yeah. And that's where some of this caliber game, game comes in too, right? Like that 6.5 is just making things unbelievably easy for mm-hmm. a lot of us that don't know what we're doing. Yeah. You know, the, the, the round is very, very efficient through the air. And it, and it maintains that. And so as we go into budget rifles, also um, caliber is going to be important, right? Yes. Do I want that 7 mil or 30-06 blowing my shoulder up? Not so much anymore. I don't yeah. have to. No. I don't have to. That that technology's changing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting better, and and uh, and so the six fives, the um, the westerns, the six O's. There's a lot of stuff that's changing. That's becoming really, really, really yeah. good. Really, really, really accurate out mm-hmm. of an inexpensive platform. Which is I. I like that for our community, for the hunting community. Sure. I like having those inexpensive rigs. Like I could go over right over here on your guys's gun wall. Yep. I could grab that Christensen's on. Yeah. I can come in. And throw a badass Leopold on it, but I'm gonna have six grand on it. Easy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Easy. Quickly, like six fucking thousand dollars for sure. a gun that's gonna give me half inch or better. Right. Yeah, you know. But in the big scheme of things, mm-hmm. like a guy like I'm not a bench rest shooter. Mm-hmm. I'm a hunter. Yep. So does it? Do you really think we got a little bit of room for air? Yeah. 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 Do, I mean, do you really think that Forky gives a shit if <laughs> I shoot him? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. a half inch off of where I was aiming. Yeah. You really think he gives a shit? It's like so. It's kind of funny. We got another submission on a question from anonymous. Budget rifles or high end rifles for field use? Yeah. Well, I have. You know, the funny thing is, I I have both yeah <laughs> so california california Same. with the with the copper stuff i did not want to start switching caliber or bullets over like i got a re-zero for my lead gun and i have to re-zero for my copper right. gun. so a lot of us ended up buying a local gun that's the cheap ruger american mm-hmm. that i can just kind of bash in the brush it's yeah. not great hiking here Correct. you know i'm gonna fall off rocks and, mm-hmm. and chaparral's gonna end up under my scope everywhere so my copper bullets shoot really good out of it so i'm stoked i've got a 800 with a scope on it gun that's yeah. local and gonna and gonna get it done. Every day. Elsewhere, if I feel the need that I can step out a little further, I want to shoot a little differently. I also have a bench gun, then I can use that one for hunting too. So, um, I don't know. At some point, you become a, a gun person. <laughs> you know, yeah. gun nut. Yeah. I don't think you have to, but I but there's options. You don't have to do it, but you can buy both. You I know? am I am very curious. I don't want to get away from that question. Yeah, no, we're, but we're I want to get something answered or actually talked about. I am very curious on why. Well, maybe not why. It lead is so much better, and the reason, like, granted, that copper shoots great. Sure. That one twenty-seven grain, yeah, yeah, that LRX shoots great. Even factory barn, straight out of yeah. the box, shot good. Yeah. But dude, I threw some of those Hornady match factory loads, one forty grain. Dude, it was like the same fucking group oh, I'm yeah. getting now with hand loads. Yeah, oh, yeah. and that's a factory round. Like, yeah, th- I didn't do any. I bought him. Yep. and shot him yep. at the range. Yep. Now, granted, it's lead, and it just, I wonder what that gun could do with lead. Probably the same hole or, or very close to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, with the right load, I mean, you're as good as the shooter can do, basically, with that. But lead is just better because it's a much more dense material. It's heavier. They don't have to have as much of it to get that weight you want to shoot out of that bullet. Yeah. So you can go get a 143-grain lead bullet 
Um, compare that to 100 and what's the heavier copier six five bullets out right now? They got a 130, 127. Yeah. yeah, that 127 grain bullet is probably longer than the 143 grain bullet with lead in it, just because copper does not weigh as much, and they have to have a ton of it in there to get that weight. Correct. The problem that comes with that is that longer bullet is contacting more of your rifling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different ogive, everything on the front of the bullet, so it's just it's harder to basically get factory results like the gun was built to perform with lead. It right. was 100% intended to be shot with lead bullets that are right. a certain length with that twist rate they're putting in the bullet. So it's a, it by no means is, are these production guns meant to shoot with copper, but it can be done. You can get great accuracy yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to be as good as uh, match bullets with lead. There's yeah. a reason they put lead in 98% of bullets that are made. Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah. What Brian, what was your take on that question? I was back towards like the, like the money aspect of it, like I I got the six five Creedmoor Ruger American, and I think I'm under thirteen hundred dollars, and I got the VX three mm-hmm. Leopold scope on it with CDS with CDS, yeah. and I got the uh, M Carbo Spring, mm-hmm. and I forgot the brand of that muzzle brake. Uh, we, I think we put a Surefire Pro Comp on there for yeah. you. They fit the barrel profile really well on the. Oh, Ruger dude, it's American shooting amazing, yeah. dude. Yep, not yeah. some big ass anchor on the front of your muzzle, and I'm under thirteen hundred dollars. Yep, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, granted, you paid. I mean, guns are hard to get right now, so it's yeah. not like you you got the gun six years ago either. No, you know. So I mean, but even that, yeah. it's all about like, who you know. Yeah, yeah and put it this way, <laughs> it helps. yeah, because see somebody that's cool, dude. <laughs> but check this out, like even like the listeners, if you're listening, you go, oh, thirteen hundred bucks, ah, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to put a VX3 on it. You don't. No, you don't. It complements that gun very well. Yeah, and that's one of the things we boil down to a lot is is you, what do you want to do with it? And Leopold's really good at their weight and glass mm-hmm. quality for yeah. their weight, right? Screaming so like that, that was stuff. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that, that was my idea. Like, I'm going cheap on a rifle. I kind of want to go a little yeah. bit get, you know, bigger on a scope. And a lot yeah. of people argue that. They argue that point. Well, like, I mean. Dude, they, they go, no, they argue in a good way. They're like, yeah. dude, you should totally have better glass on a gun. Yep. You should pay more for the glass than you did for the gun. Yeah. And that, and that's that what is, they say. That is a bitch advantage with these more inexpensive guns shooting that mm-hmm. well, is you can save some more for some glass. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, if you're looking through better glass, you're going to feel better about yourself. Oh, and your yeah. eyes are going to be so much better. Yeah. It's just that it, everything works out better. So I got a uh, Redfield Revent. Like, I had, I had a Vortex Diamondback on it, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, oh, that's <clears> cool, you know? But then Jason got like this Vortex PST Viper. And I'm like, damn, that's like, you can really zoom in at 100 yards sighting these things in. Anyway, oh, yeah. so I ended up putting my Redfield Revenge on it. Mm-hmm. It's an older scope. It was a great scope. We used to sell a bunch dude, of them. They're made by Leopold. Yeah. Or Leopold, Leopold bought uh, Redfield right. 15, 20 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. more. That glass is super clear. Very and good I coating. do not regret, like, I do not regret putting that scope on my gun. It oh, is. Eventually. Oh, I love it. They run you a know? great coating on those scopes. Yeah, I mean, really good light. Edge to edge is good, and those things are shoot. We used to sell them for 190 to 300 yeah. bucks, depending mm-hmm. on the power settings. That I mean, hard to beat. I just find it hard. Like I, I talk shit with you guys, and I text you. Oh, line me up, Christian's arms. <laughs> you know, like I want a yeah. ridge line and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. You know, like and you know all that stuff. We know it's coming, and it, it is what it is. But I would have a very hard time beating. Two thousand dollar rig around out here, yeah. Shooting uh, copper, dude. Yeah, yeah I, man. you know, I ate shit with my gun in my pack up Probably there in cried. Arizona. Yeah. With uh, I got a Christensen MPR with a VX six. I mean, it is <laughs> this gun is amazing, and uh, yeah, I fell on my back with that thing on there, and oh my god, I pulled that thing out and checked on it a mm-hmm. hundred times. The Ruger American, look at that stock ain't cracked. We're dude. fucking good to go. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. it yeah. it's ready that's my, rock. That's yeah. my kind of rifle, and yeah. that, that's like. Especially for newer hunters, mm-hmm. these entry level guns 
are without a doubt the best guns to get. You can get superb yes. app, like, sub, in my opinion, superb accuracy yeah. out of them. Yeah. You know, um, they're cheap. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, you can get a way better scope on it for a hundred dollars more than you paid for the gun. That's right. Exactly. You know, that's right. And um, it's a thousand yard gun. Easy. Well, you, you know, can do a thousand yards for a thousand bucks. Correct. And there's days. a there's awesome. Yeah, multiple people on YouTube do it. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and that is fact. You That's guys amazing. build them every day. Yep. Yeah, all, and all the time. And we, you know, what's bitching about most of these guns that come back? No one says anything bad, man. Uh, Ruger American, the Tikas, the Savages, they come back and like, I think we're shooting lights out. Yeah. Right. You know that makes us feel great. You know, yeah. so, and but uh, but every every manufacturer right now, I'm not seeing many complaints. Right. You know, especially at that budget level. Mm -hmm. um, and that goes to that other point of, of the more expensive guns. And if it's mm -hmm. not shooting a half, then they're yeah. like. Ah, I'm yeah. kind of bummed with this thing. Yeah, dude. I spent two grand and it ain't shooting like it should, yeah. mm -hmm. or I think it's not shooting like it should. Yeah, you know, so that that's a nice thing too is you don't have um, a preconceived notion of I need this gun to shoot mm -hmm. this guaranteed. This yeah. is like, hey, I'm going to buy this thing. It's on a budget. If it shoots that good, I'm stoked. Yeah, that that goes into uh, back to that question that Dirt Rider put out. Mm -hmm. You know, like what are the expectations? Yeah. out of these guns i think there are expectations set with high dollar guns as well yeah. because you can't sit here it's like a it's like a high dollar bow okay right yes we know you go pull um uh bowtech solutions off the rack you have bruce at the bow and arrow shop tune it to you okay yeah yep. and you get in there and it's set sighted in everything good to go if you get behind it and it's not shooting the way you think it's shooting it's you because that bow tuned will shoot better than most shooters oh yeah you know and that's the same thing that goes with these high dollar guns yeah is those guns straight off the like literally straight off the shelf are going to shoot better than 99 percent of shooters yes. totally. you know in totally. in when you talk about sub moa like that's less than one inch yep. at 100 yards yep. you should be able with those high dollar guns you should be able to get that but if you don't I mean, there's a lot of things you can look into. Your form might be wrong. You might totally. be leaning into it's, it, dude. Totally your scope. So it's there's, there's a million. There's things a ton of things. Wrong, right? Yeah, um, and and that's just part of the expectations with these high dollar guns. Is that like most everybody researches everything on YouTube now? For sure. Yeah. For you sure. know, and yeah. you see, I mean, I don't even know like the competition shooter guys. I don't know their names. I've watched dudes shoot, and they're like expert marksmen, right? Right. right. But that's like years and years of shit. That's, going a, that's a discipline, right? Yeah. So yeah. that kind of boils down to um, what are you trying to do with the gun? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's kind of one of the questions. That's one of the questions we get into. What What's your goal? Yeah. You know, do you want to shoot an animal at 300 yards? Then a, then a one-inch MOA gun is going to get you there. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, really, what we're shooting a four-inch bull, right? You right. should be able to hit that thing at 300 yards. Yeah. Um, are you trying to hit quarters out at, at 200? Right. Okay, yeah. we're in a different ball game. Right. Mm -hmm. You need you know, a half-inch gun. Yeah. yeah. You need to know what you're doing to be able to do that every time. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's, that, that's that conversation that can be had. And, and the nice thing is um, you could play both worlds with the inexpensive stuff. You could play yeah. both worlds with the expensive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's your budget, and what do you want to do, yeah. man? I yeah. mean, and how good do you want to look out there? Because mm. I like looking good. Yeah, yeah no doubt. And I say this, damn That's near, a fancy bitch, yeah. Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say it almost every day in here. The best tool, everyone asks me what the best pistol, what's the best AR, what's the best yeah. bolt gun. The best tool is the tool you're the best with. Right. I pound that into people's heads in here. It's uh, underrated words, honestly. I got buddies. I'm a pretty decent shot with a carbine or a pistol or anything. Um, I got dudes, you give me the best race gun in the world. I got a buddy or a handful of buddies that give them uh, the shittiest pistol on the planet. They will smoke me right mm -hmm. on time. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the best mm -hmm. tool is the tool you're the best with. No amount of uh, 
Gucci gear can fix um, bad, you know, yeah, bad form, bad traits, bad form, yeah, just like bad habits, an ugly face. Yeah, that yeah, too. That too. Yeah. Ah, you can fix that these days. Yeah, you're right. I, the OC. I, I truly, <laughs> like, I truly believe that if you're a shooter, like if, like if you're a shooter, mm-hmm. then you're a shooter. Yeah. Like your boys. Yeah. Like you could be, you could be with a badass race gun. Your boys grab a stock Glock, blow you out the water. Yeah. You know, uh, I know a couple people that are like that. Yeah. Like Patrick, he's one of them. Yeah. Dude's a fucking shooter. Like, dude's a shooter. Mm-hmm. Right. With a bow, there's tons of people out there that are shooters. Yeah. Right? I mean, we talked about it when we were with when we were with Bruce at the bow and arrow shop and it, it and it's like any one of those bows on the rack, tuned. Yeah. It, it, they're all they're all the same. It's just what feels good in your yep. hand. So that goes back to the gun thing too, like you guys said. It doesn't matter if you're gonna run a Mossberg Patriot, a Tika. I know Tikas are like kind of a step up, you know, Tikas are a good gun, but I don't I don't yeah. even know like what the entry level Tika is. Now. Uh, the best Intro level gun we like to sell to people for that 600 and under realm is a Ruger American. You, know, okay. you want to take the next step up for $601 to $850 to $1,000. Uh, Tika T3 is where we like to steer people. That T3. That 1000 and on up range, um, you go to the Mesa Ridge line or Mesa, um, Christensen Mesa or the Christensen Bridge line. Yeah. And then God, sky's the limit from there. Yeah. See, so basically it's going to come down to like what fits good in your hand on yep. the stock. Mm-hmm. These stock stocks yep. that come with these guns, these factory stocks, yep. what fits good in your hand and against your shoulder and what, what you like. Yeah, Antica puts a noticeably little bit more rigid, nicer stock on their gun than the Ruger American mm-hmm. does. You know, the bolt feels a little bit lighter, a little bit smoother. They put a bigger bolt knob on most of the models. Um, they flute the bolt, you know. Yeah. They do a lot of little stuff, and then you take the next step, and it's, uh, it's just refinement all the way around. So pick your budget and kind of learn what you need to have on yeah. the hunt. If you don't need, oh, God, I need a carbon fiber barrel because right. this, yeah, if you don't need it all, don't buy it. Yeah. Like, have a purpose to what tool you're buying. That's kind of what we recommend to people a lot. Don't go pissing away money because your buddy said you need a carbon fiber barrel or, you know. Shit looks cool. So, yeah. I'll, oh, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, he does it ever. Wave my Kuyu shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had a question. It's a gun I always wanted just because it looked really good. The Browning House Canyon. Long, I think the long range edition. Yeah. Yeah. How does that gun hold up to, compared to these other guns? I've We've had, I don't know, 20 or 30 come through here since they really came out with that Hell's Canyon. Maybe a little less than that. They are... Uh, they work. I've seen three or four people have had bad experiences with. Um, one was a scope issue. Another one was a uh, just a bolt issue. You know, there's you know something fell through the cracks on machining. I'm not a huge fan of the Hell's Canyons. That being said, if you're a Browning guy and you want one, great gun for the money. Mm-hmm. I know a couple people that have them that are just laser accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, they're light. They do their job good. They have threaded options. It's a good mountain gun. Nice. But you're paying a little extra because they got a pretty nice little Cerakote on there. They got the camo stocks on those things. They thread the barrels and they include it with a brake. So it's just a couple, you know, little notches up over the, the factory stuff. Get a little go fast on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That thing's pretty. Yeah, yeah. 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 a little extra smoke. Those they, are nice. Dude, they are sweet. This is the thing that I'm I'm leaning towards. Like, I'm not an expert shooter with a gun. I'm not. An expert I, shooter with a bow? Yeah, I fucking hold <laughs> I barely shoot. Um, that being said, <laughs> dude, I uh, when I look at these guns, like I've I've shot enough to know, like kind of what I like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And when I see a gun, like I instantly, for whatever reason, it probably has something to do with feeling a hot barrel before. I instantly look at like how how thick the barrel is. Yep. And when I looked at that Hell's Canyon, 
I think the barrel's too thin. It yeah. is a pencil. And yeah. that's why I'd, I'm like shying away from anything like that because I, like today at the range, dude, I shot some super performance. And I'll disclosure, not saying do it. I don't know. Jason loaded this stuff up. 44 grains of super performance out of the 6.5. I think it's max load. The fucking barrel is hot after three shots. And I'm talking like oh, yeah. cooking egg hot. Yeah. And and I don't, I mean, I know the Ruger American, the 6.5 okay. Creedmoor. And I know the barrel on the, the Ruger American is a little bit thicker than, you it's know. on the, the medium side yeah. profile. Yeah. But yeah. three shots yeah. and this thing was hot, yeah. dude. And I don't know if it's just because of the grain weight, if you know, whatever. But when I was shooting that that H4350, you know, 38.5 grains. Sure. Dude, I got four shots out load. of that, and it wasn't even as hot. Sure. So, sure. I mean, I don't know reloading. I don't know powder, the burn rate, any of that shit. Yeah. It's, I, could have had a flare burning in there. The sound bitch was hot, dude. And I, and I even told Jason, I'm like, God damn, dude, that thing's hot. And yeah. he's like, yeah, man, my gun's like that too. And I'm just like, dude, put that thing to the side. That's, yeah. that's not right. You know? <laughs> it shouldn't be. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, and I, I only imagine, you know, if you start hand loading and you push a max charge, I mean, it's clearly burning hotter. You have more powder in it, you know? Yeah. But these thin barrels... I don't, I'm not, what if you have to have follow shot? Dude, I feel like after three shots, dude, you're going to be four inches off. Pencil, could be. Yeah, the pencil barrels are designed, you know, that's pretty much a cold bore gun. Yeah, like that's it's your mountain gun. Shots, you need a dude. shot out of that thing and you're good. And that's why they run a pencil barrel. I mean, when they get hot, bullets will, in, point of impact will shift when a barrel is 25 to 50 degrees warmer than on cold bore. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> huh? Cold board. Um, you got to warm her up. Dude. Yeah. That's another thing, too. If you guys are deciding on a budget rifle versus a high-end one, um, do you need carbon? No, but it is lighter. It's more rigid, um, and it disperses heat faster than steel does. So right. it has benefits to it. It's not just it looks good. Right. You're going you're um, to see a big expansion on that, yeah. too, right? So proof research doing stuff with, with Savage Arms. Christensen's been doing Oh, really? It. Yeah, there's going to be there's gonna be a pretty big expansion on the carbon world. Yeah, it's We're about just watching it. Uh, who, yeah, no Savage, shit. the new 110s, yeah. uh, the ultralight, I think they call them. They're running proof research barrels. Are now. they? At yeah. very, very competitive price range. I think those guns are going to be in that 1300 yeah. ballpark. Damn. And yeah. it's a 110 or a 10 action from Savage, which is outstanding. People yeah, it's a good one. About it. It's, uh, it feels sloppy, but it's a floating bolt head. I mean, Basically, it blueprints itself when you chamber it. Right. So those are very, very accurate guns. It's straight. Is that a, uh, that's a, has that like accu trigger in it, right? Yeah. 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 Great factory trigger. Yeah. Um, they, they're going to sell the shit out of those rifles in good form. People it, knock Savage like crazy. I know a ton of people that do. I own a few of them. I love them. Yeah. yeah they're I, shooters, I, They've been yeah. around for a long time. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's going to come with a carbon fiber proof research proof coming, barrel. Yeah. So it's going to come out of the factory looking badass. Yeah, they, look, go. Yeah. they look good. And, they, and a lot of them have a, um, not adjustable, but they have different shims that you put on the cheek. So you're going to have your, yeah. your, yeah. your comb and your mm-hmm. length of pull will be adjusted it's for that for that cha- for Savage, not chassis, yeah. but stock. Savage yeah. calls it the Accu stock. They yeah. take AICS compatible detachable mags, and you can change your length of pull and oh, your um, yeah yeah comb yeah. height and everything like that. It's it's, pretty a, it's a cool gun. It's a cool gun. I think it's a nice market for them to get into and start competing with some of the big boys, like not big boys, but like Christensen that have been making a. Um, you know, a, a, a personalized gun, more mm. more commercialized. Yeah, yeah. Gun. I the best I like part them. about carbon on a cold morning. That shit does not burn your hands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It, it is nice, yeah. dude. I, I mean, gun when it's cold, it's oh, you don't even want to touch. That'll that be the much. first factory gun that comes with a carbon barrel, then, right? I mean, you could argue that Christensen was the guys, but yeah, he, but they're but, more of like a customized gun. Like you're not yeah. that off the top of my head. Uh, well. 
I know there was a company, there was a couple of companies that tried many years ago and we're just having issues getting the carbon not to flex properly because a barrel, like we were kind of talking about harmonics, it, yeah. needs, to, it needs to kind of whip and flex. Mm-hmm. Um, carbon in the past, I know had been a little bit, a little bit, um, stiff. they have a, uh, they had delamination yeah. issues too, oh, because really? it's all, it's a ton of layers wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. Right. And getting the right epoxy and all that stuff, getting it hot, getting it cold, getting it yeah. hot, getting it mm-hmm. cold. They had a, Everyone's had DLAM issues. Proof has had it knocked out for years. They've been the go-to carbon guys. The uh, guy who started wrapping stuff at uh, Christensen, I, he did aerospace, aerospace technology stuff. for a long time. I read that on their bio on their website. They, he's had it down for years. They got it. Um, where There's one other company doing uh, a lot of carbon barrels. I think they put proof barrels on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Some one word name, Blaze or something like that. Rifles. Yeah. There's a couple. There's the a couple guys. I don't remember off the top of my head. Fury, Fury rifles. Fury was doing it. Those are Fury. nice. We've yeah. seen group tests on those. They uh, attach like a test target with them. Those things sticking in there pretty good. Really, yeah. those are accurate guns. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Bruce, Bruce been doing it a long time. I, I this is an interesting offering from Savage. It'll be cool. It'll be really cool. I'm excited to play with them. Oh yeah, we'll stock yeah. a handful of them in different yeah. calibers. I was just gonna ask, available. are you guys gonna try to get a few? Hell Definitely yeah. to try oh, yeah. them out. No, no, no doubt shit. about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we, you know, we're, what <laughs> our goal here is just to, you know, to, to tell you what we like and what yeah. we don't like. Man, I'm not going to try and sell you for money. You know? Right. So if the guns are fucking badass, yeah, I'm a, dude, you, I'm going to put it on the shelf. Yeah, I, I want you to buy it. It, um, you know, we got a peak refuel stand in front of us, and we've tried damn near half of them. Just well, that's to tell the best. people what the peak. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Yeah. We've got to try them all. Man. Yeah, but we have a couple that's... people at dinner on peak. I think today. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. peak refuel. Beef stroke is the best. <laughs> yeah, blow Mountain House out the water, man. Oh, they're outstanding. <laughs> they're good. They have a lot less salt than Mountain House. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Double big the protein, sure. half the sodium. These yeah. things are. Uh, they if, work. If yeah. you were, dude, if you were to get up on the old. Uh, yeah, we'll just leave that out. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I was hey, going to say... You some stamina, baby. Dude, no, I was just going to say, you know, those things would be mighty appetizing if you had a certain mind frame, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of excited to see that Savage come out. Oh, damn. Phone down. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Me it would too. be Me super too. cool to actually put one in hands. I think that's cool. I think it's cool, too. Like, we're having um, a conversation of a gun that, you know, five, ten years ago probably would have cost you eight grand. Yeah. You know, with all the carbon shit on it, you had to build it yourself. You had to right. start with a defiance action or whatever and, and start building that gun out. Now these guys are going, hey, let's see what we can make this for and, and make the general population have the best possible option right. at a relatively affordable cost. See, and that's cool because... Made uh, in the USA. Made in the USA. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're 100% Christensen's out of uh, Gunnison, Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That's worth Savage, paying extra the, for the me Savage right is all there. US. That proof one is. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like how what it what it's doing is it's giving the... However you want to twist it, like it's giving that customized feel yeah. to yeah. a factory yeah. rifle, yep. which will definitely, for sure, you know, yeah. ha- attract a lot of buyers. It does, and they do the little things right, man. You go to the uh, like their new NPR, the one I have with the, the chassis. They yeah, the Christensen Arms. They flare the inside of the right magwell so you can reload it when you're um, prone. I mean, they just they have a magnet on the back so the stock locks in place, not bouncing around. Yeah, you just you you get what you pay for. In that medium to medium to upper tier rifle, right? And, and with Savage and coming on, it's going to force yeah. it's going to force other companies to become, um, you know, more inventive, right? Yeah. Not stuck in their, in their theories, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited about is I think the industry will change with that yeah. force. Yeah, you know, with 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 necessity becomes invention, right? And mm-hmm. so we might see some really cool I shit we'll see some cool come shit. out come oh, out yeah. in the next few years. I, I got to stay relevant. I also feel as if there's a big difference, like when you go from three hundred dollars. To five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. there's not that big of a difference. Mm-mm. But when you go from thirteen hundred dollars to nineteen hundred dollars, there's a 
freaking huge they difference. Yeah. They go. You know? And when you're talking, if you can get a factory rifle with a carbon barrel on it, yep. for, you know, even if you got it for under $1,500. Like that's cool. That's pretty screaming, dude. Pretty cool. That didn't exist years ago unless yeah. it was used in... Pretty shot out. Yeah, didn't work. yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, and then six mil bench rest. I was gonna say twenty two two fifty, bro. Right, <laughs> things all burnt to shit. Yeah, bigger. all ringed out. So I'm looking at this muzzy right here, man. What's the deal with this muzzle loader? So we've got a couple of people starting to play this game with muzzle loaders. Uh, you guys personally are starting to talk about it. Oh man, it's a um, wet dream right yeah. there. Dude. All of a sudden, I'm, guys. all of a sudden, I'm gonna have to learn a new um, new industry because I I don't know it that well, but. It so. seems appealing, right? You go walk yeah. in some different areas, gives you longer extended seasons, it, um, and it's a cheap entry point to to be, I think, efficient on animals. Yeah, what do we got? Oh, it's yeah. a CVA the, Wolf yeah. uh, package, I believe, comes yep. with the bullets or the, uh, yeah, propellant. Uh, so everything what? But powder and primer? Yes, correct. It's got some... Got Wonder Gel in there. Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah man. Hey, man, that's that 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 after, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that Wonder Gel is like Astro Glide. Yeah. <laughs> it's clean, though. You might want to put it on private parts, bro. Listen, bro I'm not, no experience. I'm just yeah. saying it's like Astro Glide. I don't know how many of the listeners are on that app Go Hunt, but uh, if you guys are on it and you look at the muzzleloader seasons, mm-hmm. there's a lot of tags that have a lot less draw odds or, you know, have a better chance better of getting a tag out of right. state sure. yes. with yeah. the muzzy. So. And, I, and I think there's a couple uh, opportunities where they where they cross over, where you can walk Correct. in with a bow and a muzzleloader, or or yeah. different yeah. sexes, I think too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a if you have a, a male tag, you can shoot a, a female with a muzzleloader. Well, put it this way, dude. In Colorado, a lot of those over the counter units, yeah, right. Like a lot of those over the counter units, you'd be chasing bulls with uh, your bow, right? Yeah. But they have a muzzleloader season yeah. that is in the middle of the rut, yeah, right. And you're gonna go out there oh. and, <laughs> and literally have a muzzleloader in your hand. And if you outfit these, if you outfit like this CVA Wolf right here, dude, if you outfit it with, you know, any type of uh, sights on it that are going to stretch that optics out, yeah, you'll be able to bang 200 yards all day long with it. Yeah, and you're talking a muzzle loader, yeah. dude, 250 grain Sabot. Sabo, Sabo, I call them Sabots, dude. How do you say them? Sabo, no, just stick with Sabot. It has a T in it. How about a 250 grain slug? That's a tank Sabo. Oh, okay, I'll take it. Have a big shell. So listen, you you can you can thump elk with those things. Oh yeah, oh yeah, on an over the counter unit. And that's that's uh, is that a bull at that time too? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you apply for the muzzleloader tags. Like I applied, I didn't draw it, but I went for a unit that was super cool. Um. You can either do either sex with them, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, which shit. is cool. I think that's know? a super cool advantage if you're like, fuck, I'm getting smoked. There's no bulls in here, but you pull up yeah. on, a, on a herd of, of, of cows. I, yeah, well, shit. Hey, take so one. My understanding, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but yeah. in California, you can't have like a scope on it you or anything can't. like that. It has right. to be iron sights. Correct. And no, I don't even think fiber optics. There's kind of some weird oddity. Yes. Uh, light. light no electronic assistance yeah. is how they term it. Even light. Something like that. No fibers. I think you have to have solid iron. So it yeah. sounds like you got to get in that sub hundred yard range. But the nice thing is you can afford to change the sights even if it does come to fibers. These things Dude, are like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, package, I mean, man. Yeah, what? That's kit. Williams Precision Sights are right there for Bill. Yep. Bill Simmons. Yes, got a set right there that I picked up for him. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's gonna throw it on his. Yep, and it's the same thing that I got on mine. Yep, and uh, Drew from I think it's true or Tricer USA. Dude, he has a set on his muzzle loader as well. Yeah. And dude, they're like 250. They look super like cool. 250 yards with yeah. these things, dude. Ringing freaking yeah. steel. Well, I mean, if you're hitting a target, the word, yeah, bitch. I, I don't know. I'm I'm getting into the muzzle loader game. 
I sh- like I'm it. Shortly behind you. Yeah, I mean well, some California some, points are gone. Correct. Yeah, yeah. muzzle loader. Huh? Yeah, I just ordered one for Tim. Are, he, he can't. He couldn't resist. <laughs> the package yeah. with the. With the Astroglide, I mean Wonder Gel. Yeah, that's all he wants out of it. Yeah, yeah like, whatever that shiny thing is too. I want that. It's got a weird shaped bottle Dude, too. Don't confuse that with your uh, toothpaste or set on your sink or something. I know, right? <laughs> do we have any more questions? Yeah, I've got a couple here. Uh, <laughs> do you shoot off your pack or from a bipod while hunting? Hmm. Ooh, subjective one there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say shoot from the position you sighted that gun in at, and you're the most comfortable at. Yeah, I mean, if uh, you sight your gun in, we were talking about this earlier. Tim was saying, "Oh, Tim's on the mic now." Yeah, Brian, talk, hey, pee. take that one, bud. <laughs> what do you got? So, my idea is, I sight my rifles in off the pack, or after I do that, I, I go ahead and put the bipod out and I shoot in the sand. Typically, I go I go sighting at the desert. So, if you're shooting in the sand, or shooting in soft dirt, it's not going to make a difference in the harmonics of the barrel. If you put that gun on a rock pile on the bipod, it's going to change the harmonics and mm-hmm. anything at longer range is going to going to mess you up. Right. So, what I like to do, like we just talked about, is shoot off the pack in every position. Off off rocks with your pack is the exact same as you know off the pack on the dirt. Right. So, no matter what. You get the same harmonics, so yeah, that's kind of old. It probably doesn't hurt to train multiple situations too, right? So if you're going to find yourself where you're you're sitting crisscross applesauce, yeah, and you got a shooting stick in front of you, you might want to try that every once in a while. Yeah, you know, um, the backpack to me is one of the best because that's a good flat, nice platform, and it's Mm -hmm. pretty squishy, Mm -hmm. forgiving, going to give you that opportunity to move up and down on the on the aim point. Um, Bipods too. It's all going to be probably. It determined on your on your um on your shooting position, but it doesn't hurt to practice them all. That's I'll tell you, sure. I'll tell you that uh, you should without a doubt, if you if you're gonna shoot over a hundred yards anyways, you should be laying down. Yes, yep. like without a doubt. I yeah. don't care because buck fever is huge. That yeah. is without a doubt real. And you know, people go, I missed them at a hundred yards. Yeah, it's because you had buck fever and you're standing up yeah. offhand. Like yeah. that's why hiking missed. and your heart yeah, rate's exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, anything under 100 yards, I personally would probably take a shot standing up, but anything out past that, dude, I'm trying to lay down. Practice that, though. Yes. Yes. Practice shooting, like you said, crisscross. Practice standing shots at 100 yards, even 150 yards. Practice it because you'd be surprised in what you can't do. Correct. Oh, it's (laughs) it's, it's the worst. Practice from an inch target, like standing, with no pressure, no nothing. Take your time breathing. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you start shaking. The gun's going everywhere. Then you snap it off. Three feet. But how common is a bump and shoot where you're hiking you bump yeah. a deer and people shoot at it yeah. all of a sudden yep. adrenaline dump you're not going to make that shot you don't have time to range correct. You know? you correct so that's why glassing is so important you can find a deer sneak up on the deer right. and sure. lay down and take the time to take the shot take yes. your deep breaths do everything sure. you need to do to yeah, make sure. a clean shot sure. i i 100 agree yeah and i think there's a lot of that uh you know you're gonna put in as much work as you possibly can to do best at your job mm-hmm. and um if you train it at that snapshot i mean yeah. fuck you never know it might yeah. just be in front of you yeah well, right yeah. last time uh, especially local I've, there's this stuff's eight foot high dude yeah. it might just run out <laughs> on you yeah. that's that's another Coyotes topic or whatever too. um if you are hiking into a spot and there's a chance that you may bump a deer. Mm-hmm. Always walk into your spots with your scope zoomed all the way out. Yes. That way, if you do have to take a bump and shoot, yep. you can actually get sight picture. That's I've seen people to where they pull up their rifle and they can't see a deer at 60 yards because yeah. they're zoomed into 15 yeah. power. Trying to Correct. use it as their spotting scope. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so keep, keep your scope zoomed out walking into hunting spots yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That is also a, uh, another selling point on a high-end scope. 
Um, most of these bigger scopes to get you to 18, 24 power, the best ones will get you down to three or four power at the mm-hmm. minimum, which is really, really nice if you're yeah. trying to shoot something 50 to 80 yards and under. 100%. Quickly accessible yeah. on your, being, your glass. Yeah, being stuck at six trying to shoot something at 50 yards isn't very easy. And you said local brush. So mm-hmm. what uh, what local tags did you boys get this year? We put in for, uh, what were you, trying for an, uh, one of the X zones. Uh, yeah, one of the X's, God that damn didn't it. Work out. That didn't <laughs> yeah. work out. So uh, secondary X, bump yeah. went to A22 this year. Yeah. Um, I think I'll probably end up buying a D16 or an AO. I haven't really decided yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I might just go rifle in Arizona this year, and, and uh, hopefully we draw that one. Dude, yeah. when, and then, when is Arizona? Um, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yeah. cut you off. No. Sure. I was going to say, when does Arizona draw? I don't know what I was saying. I think it's soon. I think it's soon. It should be soon. I know. I apologize. I tried to look it up the other day. I couldn't find the information. Uh, I had our buddy up. He works Arizona Fishing Game, and he said he expects it to be in the next two weeks here after the uh, elk debacle. Yeah. You know, going wrong tag. We might be just hunting bow this year, dude. And when you guys do draw, I'm I'm definitely going to tag along. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm a... Like OTC. Well, you've been doing that Arizona stuff. I love Arizona, man. It's such a cool place to be. It's the no, worst hunt in the world, the over-the-counter Arizona hunt. No one ever buy that tag again. Know, there's like, no deer. There's, no, there's no success out there. There's no, no deer. There's nothing. <laughs> Don't buy it. Might be tag. lower than San Diego. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Dude, what is your guys' takes on that um, Arizona deal where they're cutting off... December units? Yeah. I, I hate it because it's less opportunity... But it's going to make the hunt so much better in those units come January. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. it's really going to help the herd. It's going to keep people out of the woods. So when uh, you know the unit opens in January, the woods will still be a little fresh. It won't be uh, you know, really blown out. I, I hate it and love it at the same time. Yeah. Right. I'd yeah. love more opportunity. It'd be amazing to go hunt 90% of the state in December and January. You know, If you have your tag, you didn't get it done this year, you can go show up in uh, 2022. And you can hunt Christmas all the way to New Year's, all that. But, uh, yeah, I'm a fan of it. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, Arizona's really good about their stuff. And I think some – my buddy that was telling us – our buddy that was telling us there, you know, they just need to shut this one down for a year or two mm-hmm. and bring some life back into the deer. Right. You know, get the sizes up, get the herds to calm down a little bit. Um, they were just pressured. And, yeah. and now we're going into yeah, – it could be to do with environment too. There's fires and dry and all that stuff too. Yeah. So so I think Arizona does a very, very, very good job at monitoring their numbers and right. their take. So they're going to be, okay, this is the year we're going to limit it at least for some OTC or not all yeah. the OTC that right. was there. And I, and I don't have any problem with it. I mean, I think San Diego should shut down for a couple of years. No hunting. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, bring, bring this thing back to life, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. For deer. For deer. For deer. Yeah, yeah. For deer. So what, what are your thoughts as far as getting out locally? Like, we all know that there's a shit ton of does. Every time we go out, we yeah, see yeah. 50 does in a day and yeah. maybe a buck, a spike. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What are your thoughts with your A22? Are you you going to smoke a big fat doe, put meat in the freezer? What, what are you thinking? You know, I, I I would like, I think I'm just going to try and take something. I, I might as well. It would be nice to have a buck, but it does, does it hurt to take a doe? I, no. It depends what all. the cameras tell me. You know, yeah. if I got a target buck that's like, hey, you know, I've been seeing one or two in the same couple areas that I've been after for a while. If I got that guy pegged down, yeah, I'll spend till, you know, New Year's on that thing. But uh, you'll peg him down at midnight every night on your trail camera. That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Unless yeah. we get some, you know, cold snap or something. He <laughs> slips at 10 in the morning. But the, the that's cool, about it. The cool thing with A22 is that extension of the season later. So it does give you a little bit of opportunity. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to play this game. Yeah. I've been doing that though for two years and I haven't yeah. shot shit. So yeah. tag <laughs> soup is delicious. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was chewing on my tag the other day. I pulled out. <laughs> I know, right? I actually chewed good. on it. Like, but yeah, but hitting did. that archery season lying. early, right when September, 
opens, you know, like you're going out and it's too hot. Most guys aren't going out. So you don't have pressure deer. Like I've had some cool encounters really, yeah. really close with yeah. those that they just look at you for a couple mm -hmm. minutes before they take off. Yeah. And you're, you're one of the few people to tell me that. And I really like the idea because, you know, there is that less pressure. They've had a pretty long season to kind of hang out. Um, what, since January to just kind of hang out and do their thing. Yeah. Um, and then, and then if we, if you can suffer the heat. Yeah. And that's the only thing. Like, I ain't fucking going at 110, yeah. you know? And you know where to find the deer in that in that temperature, then you're probably going to be successful. And I don't I don't have any um, – I'll go with you for sure, dude. Yeah. I, we got I know. I'll fucking go. Let's just <laughs> yeah. get it done. I, I, don't I feel so yeah. much better yeah. just to be done with my hunt, dude, dude, and help everybody else from there. It'd be bitching. I, I, think, I think the question comes back into Timmy's corner. Are you going to shoot a doe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean – I haven't really put much thought into it. I've always been the guy to 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 fill a tag, put meat in the freezer. Yeah. But this area that I've spent a lot of time looking into last year, I mean, I've got some great bucks on trail cam, cam uh, trail cam from last year. I don't know. I might hunt the whole first season looking for a buck and stocking some bucks. And if I can't get it done, I'm not going to pass up putting meat in the freezer. Right. I've just I've never been one to do that. You yeah. ended up with an A22 too. As yeah. Well? yeah. So typically, I'll, I'll I'll try to whack a doe the first week or two of season. That's the prime time in my opinion. Right. Um, but I might just target, I mean, I, I can't imagine not seeing bucks at that time because of this area, for some reason they rut super early, which I didn't know that last year because new to the area. So I think it, is it possible? Yeah. So am I going to hold out for a month? Probably, which I've never held out before. In, right. Until you see something, just pull the trigger. Until I have a doe walk up right. 13 yards. Right. Yeah. She looks fat. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. Good night. Dude, I can tell you without a doubt, like without a doubt, I get an, I had opportunities at does last year. And Brian knows, dude, like in September, dude, I had opportunities. I had does below me. And I was like, we got great bucks in here. Like, yeah. I'm not going to shoot a doe. And I kick myself, yep. dude. Yep. It's been a while. A doe comes in before a buck, man. Getting it. Yeah, something's going to pay. This is the deal. So I am going to go out with my recurve. I've been shooting my recurve a lot. Oh, bitching. If, if I'm out with my recurve and I have an opportunity on a doe, I will shoot a doe in a heartbeat. If I have my compound, I'm yep. going to sit it out. Because, yeah, I just... I know there's there's opportunity where, where we right. are, yeah. and I know I can get it done, and I want to challenge myself. I've been hunting for eight years in San Diego now. Yep. I want to challenge myself. So <laughs> Haven't killed shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. What do you average, two a year? <laughs> no, no. Listen, I, I just want to put this out there. If there's any listeners out there right now that aren't from San Diego, mm -hmm. and you're sitting there going, why are these guys talking about killing does? I'll pay for your... Your tag, your out-of-state tag, whatever next year. Come and prove me wrong. Dude, it yes. is the toughest unit out there. And if anyone's out-of-state saying, dude, you guys shouldn't be killing does, whatever, you know, yeah. or, or any of that, dude, I'll pay for your out-of-state license. Yeah, yeah. yeah come, come, come on glass, in, buddy. Come glass with us. And, and, come and on in. Yeah. I'll show you 50 does in the morning mm -hmm. yeah. and no bucks yeah. during pre-rut. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. 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 I, I a mean, lot I'm, of us don't even see bucks a whole, a whole dude, month. Season. You get I, you one... I would say on average, you get one opportunity. Yeah, not even a good a opportunity. Like you better capitalize on it, mm -hmm. otherwise, <laughs> bye. Yeah, yeah. I had a yeah. probably a four second window last yeah. year. Yeah, about I didn't put that much time in last year. Six, seven days maybe. I had a four second window whether I had a right. shot at a buck. It was a good four. I, dude, I believe for sure that if we were to see bucks all the time, like not that buck fever is not real, mm. but it's kind of like you. 
you get desensitized to buck fever. If you're in game all the time and you're looking over many bucks and you're waiting for that one buck, I feel as if you're desensitized. So, I've like, never you're had able the experience. to experience. Well, that, that's know. what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like, it, when you only get one shot a year at a buck in San Diego, yeah. people miss all the time. That's yeah. right. It's because you get one fucking shot. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's like, it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You get one shot and you know everything's counting on this shot. Yeah, and fun. some people crack. <laughs> that's yeah. coming to the plate, pinch hint. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Two outs, three to. <laughs> dude, that's it, dude. Like, you're screwed. Yeah. And that's the truth. So it's like, if we were to see Bucks, you know, say if you had six or seven opportunities a year in a, in a one month season, well, that's basically one month on D16. Right? Yeah. If you saw six or seven Bucks a year and, yeah. and then we were all looking for bigger deer, more mature deer, yeah. I don't think Buck Fever would have would affect so many people. I don't know. I think that's why some of us, so many of us go out of state too, to find other opportunities to actually just see animals. Yes. Like I like hunting other zones so I can mm-hmm. legitimately look on other animals. You yeah. know, California, San Diego, I'm stuck here. I'm like, fuck, I see like one or two deer and this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, how Elsewhere, much do you learn? How much do you so learn much. watching these other animals? There's so much more game and there's yes. so much, so much opportunity to mess up and to be successful. Yeah. So you, you learn a lot from that too. Yeah, yeah. totally. So totally. much mental success in physical failure when you're deer hunting oh yeah like, it's ridiculous how much you learn blowing mm-hmm. it about 10 times in a week mm-hmm. and you, you don't realize what you've learned until the season's over next year they're dead i mean i i just always put it like moving forward and and uh i think last year was last season was the season in san diego that i basically just put all of my reservations against shooting does until the last end of the hunting season in San Diego to the wayside. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel as if I want to I want to put meat in the freezer from San Diego. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a bit it's different. Like there's more for me, there's more accomplishment and success in San Diego than accomplishment out of state. Yeah. To me. And I don't know if that's the way you guys feel, but for me, I just feel like a, we're local. Brian loves San Diego. Doesn't even live in San Diego anymore. And he's like, I'm fucking having sex with San Diego. <laughs> like, I'm never leaving this fucking place. Like, I get it. So it's like, I, I and I do get it. We're going to hunt 15 this year. Yeah. I said it, Brian. I'm yeah. sorry. We're hunting 15 this year, you know? But yeah. he, we both have A22s. It's yeah. hard to leave San Diego, it man. So, so go, much skin well, that, in the game here. There it, is, it, man. Yeah. It's year after it year feels after year. Better. You're like, dude, yeah, I gotta do this. And I, yeah. dude, I look up like, and this is—I don't know if I've ever said this, but I'll say it now. I look up to the guys in San Diego that go out and and kill two deer a year. Oh, it's crazy because I'm like, you guys are like my idols. Yeah, when they go out and they put two deer down, and there's many of them. That's and I success, talk to them, man. And all you guys know about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's success. Yeah, there's—I don't even know anybody who filled two tags last year. I do on public land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in previous years too, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like this is not a one fluke thing. Right. You know, and right. when they, and this happens year after year after yeah. year on public land. They got it down. Dude. Dude, yeah. there were legends. I bet they're, I bet they're successful to elsewhere too, huh? Yeah. Sure. I guarantee oh, yeah. it. Dude, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. You get the terrain down in another state if you're used to hunt in San Diego. Mm-hmm. It uh it comes a little bit easier. You can kinda you don't got to fight 15-foot brush everywhere yeah. you go. That's almost why I don't want to leave San Diego because it took me this long to figure it out. Figure yeah. out it's like, going fuck, on. I don't want to go to 15 or 19. Yeah. Even though the success rates are just as bad, so you guys in 15 or 19, it's 16 is not any better. We just have a platform down here. I mean, Correct. this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just 
excited to try try hunting D15, and it's going to be a grind either way. But you should, man. That's how it's we're like 30 minutes from me. So I mean, like, why not? And like, since I can't get a rifle tag in San Diego this year, absolutely I mean, might as well. Hats yeah. off to you, man. That's we are we put in for a different rifle unit this year too, out of state, just to you know just see a different part of the state. It's always fun, just yeah. kind of try and yeah. peg them. Low desert, high desert, all the way up into the pine forest and everything in between. It's a good time just kind of seeing it all. And they kinda, do a little bit different stuff everywhere. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's what no the, matter what, they still always kind of end up doing the same thing. And that's thing. what Tim so was talking about. You learn a lot. You know, you get to just to see the animals and how they interact in different areas. And if you found yourself in like, oh, shit, I'm shooting a desert this year. I'm going to figure out how to shoot that place or at least know a little bit. And then, you know, just trying to be an apex predator, just yeah. learning everything you can is, is super, super fun. Yeah. Except super, the junipers. They go in there, they're gone. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> just <laughs> tell forget me about, about it, them and that stuff. God. Yeah, dude. That's what you, you guys applied for tech. some pretty good units, though, for yeah. Arizona. We're not, we're not going to talk about them, but yeah, yeah we're in, uh, I've been to one try. of them. We're yeah. going to try. Yeah. Gonna, uh, I hope we draw Arizona. That'd be cool. If not, I'm going to go over from with my bow in August and, and try and get some OTC over there. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's in velvet. North side. Yeah, where it's not 110 every day. We'll probably right, that's where I went. The state. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Dude, you know what killed me? That was my first time going out of state, but what killed me the most was uh, getting back to your tent after it was like 95, 100 degrees, and I had an air, an air pad. I didn't have a cot or nothing, and sleeping on the floor. Dude, it was still like 80 degrees in my tent, dude. Yep. Middle of the night. It was horrible, dude. Yep. What do you... What do you mean? Your pad keeps you off the ground? No, like, like the ground was ground hot? tent. The uh, ground, just like, ground yeah, tent. it was horrible. Radius. My pad was hot because I left yeah. it in there all day. That was Arizona. January twelve Yeah, and that, in January, my, I woke up with ice on my freaking head. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. been there, dog. That's scary. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's eight degrees outside. I couldn't drink enough liquor to keep myself warm, <laughs> yeah, bro. I bought a camper shell for my truck for that reason. Smart, and I get a buddy in there. I got, I got that. Yeah, I got it that works. CVT. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah. that. How is that? I love it, man. I think it's super cool. Uh, it takes me. What five minutes to unload it? So we come in from a hunt. I just unpack it. My sleeping bag's already in it. Mm-hmm. You just crawl in and be done with it. And it actually, the one thing that I really liked about it is, in the cold, what we were eight and ten and fourteen, I guess you know, a couple days up there. Yeah. Um, it heated up with just my body heat pretty quickly. If you got a body heater, dude, it'll blow you out of there. Right. Even in that kind of temperature, which yeah, is super a, sick. So but, you got this mobile tent. You're not worried about leaving it, right. or you know, it pops out really quick. And then even in the morning, it goes down really fast. So you yeah, know, we, all, I could get it put away in ten minutes too. It's all canvas and cordura. I don't know yeah. what they got going on. It, that thing holds heat. It's got really like good. a three inch mattress on there. Oh, that's, that's dude, sick. Come on, this is, yeah. this is luxury stuff, well, I, dude. CVT's <laughs> upper echelon. Yeah, they my are. God, is that thing nice? Nice. Yeah. I uh, I've been on the cusp of buying a trailer, like a smaller trailer, yeah. either a cargo trailer and yeah. decking it out myself or, yeah. or maybe a jumping jack or yeah. maybe just like a, a, just a smaller trailer. So that's, right? what I, that's what I'm working on right now. The problem with that, and this is like a real factor for me, the problem with buying a trailer is the f- speed in which you can get to your destination. Yeah. <laughs> well, it yeah. depends on where you go. Aren't you going to establish base camp? So you're going to sit I here, did. and then I'm going to go out hunting. Well, this is kind of how I look at it. If you're going to spend ten grand on a trailer, because that's what fucking jumping jack's going to cost you. Jeez. Ten grand. Jeez. I'm just saying. Like, you spend ten grand. You sure you don't need that Christensen or what? Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, no, I'm, just, here. I'm just saying it. Like th- I'm just trying to like do the math real quick. Yeah. Like, that's 10 years worth of hunting if you just rent a trailer yeah. at the destination yeah. that you're yeah. going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what's easier to foot? A monthly bill or cash out of your account? Or, or that big chunk. Or, 
Right, or that big chunk. Or, but you know, if you think of it the other way, though, too, you could use a, you could use that trailer more than just that one trip, right? Probably so I'm going to happen. Ha- it, well, you know, most people go, yeah, I'm going to do it, and it hey, fucking rots. You can justify <laughs> yeah. whatever you want, right? You know? I get it. You know, I mean, but I, I'm working on I'm working on doing like a like a trailer that's going to put a razor and then have my tent on a rack above that. So I'm not going super super deep like a. It's pretty sick. Yeah, and then you can have a you can have a full go out, leave it at base camp, and then go hit your spots you need to. Yeah. Well, you know, clearly to- there's some serious validity in getting a trailer if you have like a razor and or a quad i I don't quite have that yet i could i just don't and it's because i haven't had to necessarily be in that situation where it's like i need my own right right? like now maybe that's like a selfish part of me that is like i just my buddies have that shit yeah you know but they they do that stuff and that's what they're into if you got again it kind of boils down to if you hit the desert you hit the beach you go wherever you want you can use those razors and that's going to be a a, a tool that you're going to utilize and that's kind of my theory is i'm going to use it for whatever moving equipment yeah uh, Yeah, whatever i've got and and if i want to go camping with it i can i like the fact that not a dedicated camping trailer yeah i like the fact that you said you're gonna put your tent up top just can be bitching yeah you do, up off the ground. Up off the ground. Yeah, there's some, there's some serious stuff around that. Yeah, it's bitching. Then we've seen uh, our buddy Vance. You know, he redid his old uh, like mm-hmm. toy box trailer. Basically, mm-hmm. made it into a hunting rig. Fold up cots, everything. Yeah, stuff it and do it. And then uh, my other buddy Fuller's got a. Uh, basically, his grandpa left him a trailer, complete tear down, frame mm-hmm. restoration, built it all the way up, and it's going to be a little, you know, I don't know, a fourteen foot thing. He completely See? rebuilt mm-hmm. it, and he's. He's going to love that. He was just out of a camper shell in his truck, yeah, but he right, are doing yeah. that whole deal, and he's doing his trailer because it's. he's going to love that thing more it than just, life. And it's just – I feel like you like what you like when you're out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah and, and you notice that, you know, I haven't done it that much, but you quickly realize that this is fucking hard. Dude. It is. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to be is. outside in this weather, dude. No. <laughs> Especially what we're Arizona in a fire closer, and, and uh, we couldn't have a fire. Mm-hmm. So you're like, dude, thank God Vance was there because we went into his trailer and, and tried to die. I was dressed up yeah. in three oh, layers, yeah. but still, it was so you know it was so much better just to get out of that. Correct. Yeah. You know, and you can still enjoy your nights. I I don't want to wake yeah, up grumpy because it was pick cold your city, dude. Yeah, is the juice worth the squeeze? Do you want to take <laughs> three hours extra, spend twice as much gas hauling that thing out there and do right. all that? Versus yeah. staying in a tent and you know roughing it a little mm-hmm. bit, it's all personal. I sleep in a tent most of the time, fat and old, dude. I don't. I want to be comfortable. <laughs> I get it, dude. I'm a hundred percent on board, and that's yeah. like what draws me towards. Hey, man, you should buy something that make your life easier out there. Yeah, I just it's hard for me to justify that right. when I know that nine months out of the year, dude. No, eleven months out of the year, that thing's gonna sit in a yard and the caulking around the windows are going to fucking rot, you know? And it's like, I, Timmy just picked one up. Yeah. You uh, know? And guess who's going to be warm, comfy in AC right. or heater. That's yeah, it. I get it. Dude. And I got a spare bed. And yeah. now that you're Good making, thing we know a guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. right? Like, <laughs> dude, I don't care. Going back to early season, I don't care what you bring with you. The best thing to bring is a camp shower. Yeah. Shower's when you're hunting job. in 90 to a hundred degree weather, a camp shower Changes everything, dude. dude get, why why don't you just camp next to water? Or, or I mean, or, when or, you're in the like, Arizona desert, yeah, it's not like there's a lake nearby. Cattle troughs, dude. There was cattle everywhere. Bro, those things are green and full uh, of uh, birds uh, and bugs and rats. Are you don't, serious? Don't drink it. Don't drink it. <laughs> I'll jump in that in a heartbeat. T- Timmy's like, yeah, I drink. Bro, camp shower. Bitch. He's gonna come out looking like this. Like <laughs> Timmy's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll jump in that water. No, Bro, yeah, uh, but you, the shower thing. Uh, Vance actually had a hot shower, dude. After four days, it like. Ten at night, that that warm shower in the morning. Yeah, it like, works. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm back. I think yeah. I would enjoy a trailer. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I, it, whether it's a cargo trailer, 
You know, the jumping jack aspect of it, I like because then I could put a quad on top of sure. it. Sure. I don't want a toy hauler. I don't have a vehicle nah. that's big enough to tow one of these things. Even a small one. Dude, my F-150, it's an old, it's an O-1. It ain't gonna, I mean, I wouldn't even want to tow that thing around like that. So if I was to get one, it's not just the trailer investment. I have to buy a new truck, you know? Well, that's a different story. But that's the same, that's like the thing. Like what, <laughs> I, no, no, I'm saying like if I was to get a jumping jack, that's like, it's towing a utility trailer. It weighs maybe 2,000 pounds. Yeah, 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 they're super cool. No, yeah. no, they're expensive, but I'm saying, like, if I was to buy, like, a toy hauler or something, I'd have to buy a new truck to yeah. tow that. Yeah. You know? That's why I bought that SUV, dude. I can get off the ground, fold the seats down, yeah. throw a twin mattress in dude, there, dude. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I got my, I got my camper shell on my truck. If I, nice. Dude, if I needed nice. a quad, I could buy a utility yeah. trailer and a quad. Like, I, it's, it works for me. You know, everybody finds their own way. That's right. Well, switching gears, um... We got a few items right here gifted to us through Right to Bear Arms. Yeah. We're going to be doing another raffle. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to name off the – Yeah, go for it. it. Yeah, go for it, dude. So we got a Stealth Cam with – you know, it comes with the 16-gigabyte Stealth Cam SD card, pack of batteries. This thing looks pretty legit. It has like a little stand you can hang up. A little tree spike. A little tree spike, which is uh, – I wouldn't recommend using California because I'm pretty sure that's illegal. But tree spike? Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, that's I talked the to an arbor. Thing are they are they illegal? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah dude. What is it, man? I met an ar I met I met a guy, dude, like a Forest Service guy. Arbor. Yeah, yeah arborist. Yeah. But uh, anyways, we got a what is this replaceable blade? Was it outdoor? No, it's gamekeepers. Basically, a Havilon. Yeah. Basically, a Havilon <laughs> replaceable blade knife right with on, a dude. with a little hip pouch and. We got the Primal Browning six-piece set for quartering out animals. It comes Absolutely. with a bone saw. Pretty cool. And a little uh, bag and stuff. Dude, that's a little set up. A little skinning knife, a little bag. But, uh, you know, yeah, three, all the, all the good the knives, knives you need. A whole bunch all of, of them, dude. This badass headlamp right here, nightstick, it's... How many luminances? Is it 210 luminance? Lumens. Well, lumens. Lumens. With red and Forgive green me. light if you don't want to blow your vision out. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, what I've been eyeing this entire time is this. Oh. <laughs> is this <laughs> you guys want to? I know you know. Yeah, you guys know you the, about them. Yeah, they're the new Sig Sauer. Um, their electric optic series has been pretty amazing. And these are the new stabilized binos. What are these? The Zulu 6s, I believe. Where's the name? Right yeah, Sig Sauer yep. Zulu 6 stabilized binos. 10 by um, 30. These are 10 power. They make them in uh, 16s as well. But we're doing the 10s for this because way better for where we're from. Yeah. Um, they're a little different looking, but they have adjustable eye cups. You can adjust the distance from your eyes because um, everyone's different. They have a focus knob up front. And then um, when you're on something, you need to get a little stable. They have a switch in the back, and you flip it, and there is some kind of voodoo going on. It's I don't know if it's digital, I, whatever they got going on. It takes yeah. all vibration out of what you're looking at. They are stabilized binos, and they are insane, and they're they amazing. will fit in pretty much any bino harness Correct. you've ever seen. They are yeah. compact. Dude, the best thing about those is it eliminates a tripod. It does. Yeah, it eliminates it a tripod, dude. Gone. Exactly. Bro. They're so sick. I'm super bummed. I bought binos last year, and these yeah. came out, and I'm like, fuck. I have, dude. <laughs> I've been hunting with the SIG, uh, I think the Zulu 9. They're 12 yeah. by 56 binos is what I've been using the last few years, and glass quality is amazing. I'm, Tim yeah. was looking at them for a while. They're they're very good. SIGs are money. Yeah. And, I like uh, this warranty they have going on here. 
Yeah, yeah, it's no BS, man. Sig's new optic line. They've been killing it uh, with rifle red dots, pistol red dots. They've been growing like a weed the last few years here. And uh, these new stabilized binos, one of our Sig reps came in and showed them off to me and Andrew, and we were uh, pretty jacked up on them. We, <laughs> we put them on the favorites list of all of our dealers and found a few pairs of them, and they are uh, they're pretty hot. Yeah, yeah it sucks I can't fan. win this. I know, right? <laughs> I was just thinking that, dude. Yeah. I win everything, dude. Yeah, yeah I know. You can buy it. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, I know. I, know, I need it, new glass. Yeah. And the nice thing, too, though, as that's kind of being said, these things are on the on the raffle, but they're the price point's really fair for what the technology is yeah. getting out of them. Yeah. 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 They, the glass is phenomenal. If you look up the prices right off the top of my head, I'm not going to quote, but they're not going to blow the, they're not going to blow the bank. Yeah. Right? yeah. Stretch the imagination. Yeah. Seven to 900 bucks mm -hmm. for the different power settings. And, uh, we got a buddy who's a captain on a fishing boat mm -hmm. and, uh, they've been using, you know, stabies and everything, stabilized binos out there for a long time. And they're enormous. They're heavy. He looks through these things. He's considering getting a cell or himself a pair, um, just because they are that you know pretty damn close on right. quality almost full completely size ones. Yeah. yeah yeah i've looked through them numerous times every time i've been in here i always put my put my eyes up to him it trips me out it, it, it literally like, trips me it's out it's crazy right it, it is it's like insane a, everybody that take i just go outside and look at these things and yeah. find a license plate you can't read and you turn oh them on God. and like boom yeah, dials dude, right oh, up there it, it is this is pretty good you know pretty good starter gear for sure i mean it's high quality gear but i mean like to get hunting if you're a new hunter mm -hmm. game cameras are money this, you know, this quartering set, butcher absolutely. set, whatever you want to call it, is absolute money. I, I, I took one home, dude. I, I mean, I got the tools, but I took that home because it's such a nice little compact little spot. I yeah. feel as if, you know, that's ready to rock. If, if uh, you know, you're yeah. new to hunting and you need this kind of stuff, I mean, you're ready to rock for this season. You know, you got time to put it to use. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Doesn't hurt to have backup tools either. Yeah, if, if you're not doing it, right? And it's going to be one of those posts we, we throw out once the podcast drops. Correct. It's going to be like tag your hunting buddy and yeah. make sure you guys follow right mm -hmm. to bear and us and whatnot. Yeah. The details will come out in uh, in the post and, and we'll go from yeah. there, but uh, it'll kind of be more or less like the raffle yeah. That, yeah. that we did. That's, yep, one that's all one that's package. package. That's one package. Yep, one package. Winner take all. Four on items. Thanks then, uh, to. Uh, the sponsors of this podcast, you know, right to bear arms. Make sure you check them out. And that's what here. this is, guys. Too. It's a, it's a five it's items. A, it's a it's a money maker for these guys. To keep this podcast moving. So make sure that you you know yeah. go out and throw them some money and get this thing going. Absolutely, <clears throat> everything yeah. helps. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, guys. Does anyone got anything else? We've been going at it for damn near an hour and a half. Whew, that was fast already. I know. Yeah, dude. Dang. It just zips by. Conversation. Dang. You, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I'll bring this up real quick. It, you know, every time I go to to start a podcast or like oh we got a podcast lined up i always sit there and it's like because it's not easy mm -hmm. to podcast mm -hmm. like it's not anyone that thinks they can do it go do it like i'll support you i'll tell you how to do it you know like give it a shot it it is based on guests and yeah. when we record with you guys mm -hmm. dude it's like butter just yeah. having a conversation. Yeah, well, dude, it's good. I mean, yeah. we can all conversate, and it's just, I don't know, lightens my day every time we think about yeah. recording with you guys. You as know? well, man. We always appreciate it. Yeah, we have I, fun, uh, man. I've got a couple more questions before we wrap it up. Yeah. Got one or two here. Dude, Send let's it. do it. Uh, beliefs. Um, question was, what's the best 1911? Uh, another vague question. The best 1911 is the best that fits what you want to spend and what you want to do with it. Best bang for your buck. Springfield Armory for California, no doubt. 1911 A1 up to the loaded are great for 700 to 1100 bucks. The best 1911, uh, Bear Custom, less bear. 
yep. to make the best starting point. I mean, those things are so tight out of the box, you can barely rack them with your bare hands. Mm. They guarantee uh, three inches at 50 yards. Yeah, they guarantee a, a couple-inch group at 50 yards oh, with a pistol. They're unbelievable. Um, if you have the budget to fit that and you want a lifetime gun, start there. Don't take a cheap gun and try and make it something it's not. 1911s are a very tight-tolerance gun. You will never get one a cheap one to be what a good one will start at. No doubt about it. Oh, another one. Uh, baby wipes or TP? Baby, huh. baby wipes. Hundred percent. You got back there, dude. dude the answer is <laughs> both. Yeah, it got to start with without. Either. Start with a dry mop. Correct. Think of what it all dry, dude. It, it, it soak it up sometimes. Baby wipes, bro. Yeah, this is. I love baby wipes. I feel like this is the reality of that question right there. It depends if, for sure, it depends on how long you're hunting. Yep. And if you're gonna be staying overnight, I mean, dude, if it, like it doesn't dude, matter, if you're, no, 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 no matter dude, what. Check this out, dude. If you're on, so we'll we'll detour it a little bit. If you're on your way to work, all right, oh. and you're fucking flossing down the freeway. And you know, and you pull over and you just blow a little mud Some on the side of the road. Anything <laughs> fucking works. All right, bro. There's a reason Whatever why you got. If Whatever you guys you see got. Brandon with one sock, <laughs> I've seen him with one sock multiple times. Single sleeve. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I'm serious, man. Anything will fucking work, dude. If you're out there for ten days, baby wipes all day all long. All day long. Yeah. Well, don't even start with TP. If you're out there for an overnight, you probably get away with some ass paper. But that, you know, yeah. baby wipes for the most part. You need part. to stay for me, fresh, man. Yeah. If it gets uncomfortable, your day is yeah, ruined. Yeah, dude. Dude, just sure. bring shit tickets no matter what. Get some mud butt, you you'll be fucked. Yeah, monkey butt. <laughs> 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 called uh, Camp Itchy Owie. <laughs> Camp Itchy Owie. Oh, you guys are wild. Stop your tag. And then don't force <laughs> it either. You're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck. That's another one here. Archery hunting in state versus out of state. Experience with both. Uh, I haven't been bow hunting that long. Um, honestly, Tim let me borrow his backup bow. Years ago, started shooting that after Andrew had a new bow. A few of us did. Um, I wanted to get into it, but didn't want to go buy a full-blown one out the gates. Timmy lent me his. Uh, ended up going to see Bruce and got a uh, new bow tech about a month later. Couldn't tell you a ton on bow hunting besides Arizona and California. I will say opportunity is better in other states besides D16. There's just not a lot of deer to chase here. Mm-hmm. They are... There are certain units in the surrounding states of California that are absolutely loaded with deer. Dude, I'll tell you what. Like, the most stocks I've ever gotten one day in D16 was two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and that was That's a, a on a perfect day. day here. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had three late, late, late last year, I think, on the last day. And it was yeah. snowy as shit. But it was the same herd that I kept pushing back in circles. <laughs> yeah. It counts. Yeah. <laughs> they, it got counts. Wise, they got wise to me, though. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's funny, but it was in the snow. I could see him, man. It was like six inches of snow, so I was I was stoked. But but yeah, it, yeah. It, but that was very very rare. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Brandon? Is amazing. You you hunted out of state more than more, I, more yeah. than I have. I thoroughly, without a doubt, um, enjoy out of state bow hunting more so than in like in state. At, at least in D sixteen. Um, you know, it's funny. You get a year and a half forky that's the size of a four-year-old forky here in San Diego out yeah. of state, mm-hmm. and it puts another. You know, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, you get more opportunity out of state, and like, kind of like Timmy was saying, like these does locally in September, they kind of look at you stupid. Well, when you're out of state and you're on an early season archery tag, those year and a half, two-year-old bucks, man, they look at you stupid too, dude. Yeah, yeah. you know, like they they, they they're like, what are you doing? And then you got an opportunity, and for anyone that's getting into it. Listen, man, all it takes is to draw a tag and go. 
Yes. Right. That's it. Just, yep. just go. Have fun. You can't catch them slipping if you're Correct. not out there. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So. Is there any more? Let's look, uh, not that we should probably read oh, that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of you guys are foul. Well, listen up, guys. Let me do a little quick closer. So I know, that, I know that inventory and stuff is getting pretty difficult to find, a little stressful. Um, but we, we're trying to evolve our business best we can, um, staying up to date with shotguns, rifles, pistols, all we can, uh, peak refuel, um, anything that you guys think you need, you know, let us know. We'll, we'll start stocking it. You know, we're happy to help you. We're, you know, everything that we carry, we we do on our own. We use ourselves, and, and right. I'm not going to carry any shit for you. Right, right. So um, just keep us posted, and, and uh, don't give up, man. This fight's still fucking solid. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. in it. We're in we're it. We're in it to sure. win it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're here. And feel free to come check out those uh, SIG stabilized binos we got yeah. anytime. I'm sure these boys will uh, leak the details on how the raffle's going to go in the next, you know, or by the time you hear this. Yep. And uh, by request from Tim here, uh, we do sell coyote calls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coyote and stuff. Yeah. 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 We yeah. got it all here. We're, we're in the varmint side of things too, man. It's yeah. super fun. And if you have any questions for us inventory-wise, what we got, what you need, uh, shoot us a message on Instagram. You know, we're, I'm on there an hour, every hour of the day pretty much um, writing people back. So if you need something or looking for something, feel free to hit us up. Yep. Um, yeah, and then the nice thing with our too. store. Yeah, them too. You know, and they'll reach out to us. And then with yeah. our store – you know, we're custom guys. If, if you're looking for something in particular, we'll, we'll try and find it for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Dude, that, that's what I love about this shop, man. You go into any, I'm not going to say any names, but any other shop, man, they try to sell you BS. Like, you yeah. come to this shop, they're not going to, you know, right. they're not salesmen. They're here to get you what you need out in the field. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. that. It all feels this, good all the stuff we try to use and all the feedback we get from everybody, these guys and other customers, we're going to share that information with you. Right. You know, you're not coming in blind. Yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah. and sometimes the internet's nice. <laughs> sometimes yeah. the internet's nice, but oh boy, there's some bad <laughs> yeah, shit out there we're too. Uh, <laughs> we're not keyboard warriors in here. I promise you that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listen up, listeners. If you guys have any questions, like they said, hit up Trent, Drew, run in here, come in, whatever. It doesn't matter, man. These guys are here for you. We appreciate you guys listening. And hey, guys, thanks for letting us come in and record yeah. with you. Thank you, Every guys. Time. All right, guys, we're out of here. <laughs>